Live from Los Angeles and the Sirius XM studios in New York City, it's the Frank DeCaro Show, featuring Doria Biddle. Three hours of laughter, three hours of entertainment, three hours you'll never get back. Now, here's your host, Frank DeCaro. It's Frank DeCaro live in New York City. Doria Biddle's live in Los Angeles. And Carrie is bringing us together and out to you via the magic of satellite radio Sirius XM OutQ. I want to welcome to our show one of the stars of a brand new stellar production of Fiddler on the Roof. Uh, I went last night and had an amazing time of it. And he plays model the tailor. Adam Cantor is with us. Adam, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Welcome to our, our silly little show. You were there last night. Oh, it was fun. Oh, I had such a good time. Oh, good. Good, good, good. It was really, oh, the, the, for right, right from the get-go. I mean, that the, the opening number, when, as people start yeah, ascending the stairs at the back of the stage, yeah. and and populating that stage, you you, it, you get very it's like, a cool nah. image, yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. That's good. There's been a lot of you know there was an initial controversy over that opening image with, between you know the original lyricist and, and uh, the director, but uh, he's come around and audiences seem to be loving it. So. Well, the director is Bartlett Chair, and I, and who's done such amazing work with King and I, and even even more with South Pacific, I yeah. thought. I mean, so you're sort of like, you know what, you love the classic stuff and know how to shake the dust off anything and make it just seem amazing. And it was fun. I had only seen the Gentile production about 10 years ago, so to see, you know, <laughs> this Goyesha one, the Goyesha production, yes, yeah, so to see this one was was fun, you know? That's um, a lot of Jews in this cast, <laughs> sure. Including me. I, I was wondering, what the heck is it like to have done it in high school? And that, Was it high school well, or grammar school, or when I did, did you do it? In sixth grade, middle school. Sixth grade, oh my high, god. Yeah. It was Mendel's, the first show I ever did. It was Mendel, the rabbi's son. And then in eighth grade, I really moved up the ladder. I was Tevia with fake beard and piddle stomach and all that. And now I'm back as muddle. <laughs> <laughs> and with a real beard. Yeah. Pu- puberty yeah. worked out nicely for it, you. Thank Look you. At you. Thank you. Yeah, it's filling in. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> when you, when, what, I mean, does, does any of that more amateur experience ha- do have any impact on, on, I think it on does. doing it? You know, I think the show like sort of seeped into my DNA at an early age. And of course, I, I I come from a line of Jewish immigrants, and this summer I actually went to go and research where they're from. I went to Eastern Europe and Ukraine. I went to where Shalom Aleichem wrote the Tevye stories. So all this stuff is just the show. It feels part of my blood, you know. And I think the the show that gives you the bug, which was Fiddler for me, is gonna it's gonna just be part of you in a way, you know. So it it feels very much like coming home. And model is a. Re- I mean, even though it's not the it's not the lead role. It's what a, are you saying? It's the best featured role you model could possibly is, have. The roof is not about model. It is all about no. It kind of they <laughs> in that sewing machine. No, but it really, really is. I mean, that is it's, that's the showy role. That's the one everyone you know. That's the featured role. I think isn't well, it? It's just so beautifully written. You see the full arc of this character. He, he becomes a man in the course of the story, and you see he is a, a child by the end. And you know he's that character that goes after something that is seemingly crazy and absurd in this time and place and gets it um and it's something i think we all relate to especially as americans it's like he has the tenacity of the american dream you know is just going for it well and also and i like that he's so jumpy you know i think we all a lot of us identify with that <laughs> too, that kind of especially in new york and LA. yes yeah. yes yes there's there's that uh, that feeling um why do you I mean, why do you think it's a show that, I mean, when I first heard they were reviving it again, I was like, didn't we just see it with Dr. Octopus? You know, didn't, <laughs> and 
<laughs> and but it, it's a long time now. It's longer yeah, than any of us yeah, thought. Yeah. But but still, it, no, why do we it's keep? Like, why do we want to return to it's it? Fun. I mean, I remember when they first announced it. I thought, oh, that's interesting. Fiddler now. Why now? And then, of course, you know, flash forward a few months, and we're in the the largest refugee crisis since World War II, and people are being displaced from their homes. Uh, it, it's obvious, you know. It's the show is resonating in a way that is. It, it's really powerful, and it's hitting home. I feel like people are really 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 responding to it and of course Bart the director played into uh, the world politics in his staging um, so it's it's totally the time and also I think in terms of model the idea of marriage equality is, is playing into people's minds when they're watching this guy who wants to marry for love in a in a world where that just doesn't happen you know, so I think there's just a lot of parallels. It's it's hitting home for sure. Well, definitely. Yeah, I mean, this and and it's interesting as you're watching, and it's like you know, each of the three daughters who's of marrying age. It's you know, it's like okay, first he's got to deal with, with the it's it's that they're choosing it themselves, and it's not a rich guy. So that's right. the first. And then the second one, you've got it. You know, you've got another story going on. But the third one, when it's a gentile, it's like oh my god, you know, yeah. and yeah. and uh, so it's it's interesting to see to see that story played out and yeah. and. And of course, it's it's totally universal. I mean, there's a great story that Sheldon Harnick, the lyricist, tells of when uh, they went over to Japan to see the first Japanese production, and the Japanese producer came up to them and said, "How did you get our story?" So, I mean, how did you know this was just this is such a Japanese story? How does this show work in America? It's so Japanese, uh, and of course, that's the story of many, many, many cultures around the world who have embraced Fiddler on the Roof. I mean, I think this is the most produced show ever internationally um it's just it's so universal in its themes you know in terms of how do you maintain the tradition of what's been passed to you how do you maintain the ideals of your ancestors while embracing modernity you know how do you how do you strike that balance honoring what came before you while making sense of what makes sense today um it's it's totally what we go through well, yeah, I mean, the, the whole sort of, you know, the song tradition, it really resonates that I do. What do you hold on to? And what, as you said, what do you, what do you give away and what do you hold on to? And yeah. what do you move past? And, right. and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it certainly resonates. What was working with Bartlett Chair, the director, like someone who has such an affection for these older musicals? What I loved about him in, in rehearsals, it, it really felt like we were rehearsing a play. We were really, really delving deep into these characters, into these relationships. We did not sort of go for the kind of borscht belt fiddler on the roof. You know, we didn't go for any kind of, you know, louder, faster, funnier, make them laugh. No, it really was about, okay, who are these people? Let's, let's explore this in a real authentic way. And, I remember one day we were like, wait, we're doing a musical. Like, we, it really felt, I, I was, it felt like I was doing a checkoff. Um, it, it was just a very authentic process in terms of the research. We had scholars come in. We had a rabbi come in a few times and talk to us about rituals. We, it, not everyone in the cast is Jewish and even the Jews don't all know the depth of a lot of what we're doing. And, um, we, we had a scholar of Eastern European history come in. We had, um, Elisa Solomon who wrote this wonderful book, um, wonder of wonders about the, the cultural history of Fiddler on the Roof because Fiddler on the Roof itself has become almost biblical in terms of its, uh, place in, in Jewish culture. There, there were two big books in the same year, I think out about Fiddler a couple yeah. of years back. Yeah. 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 Um, so it, it was it was thoroughly researched and it was a it was definitely like a deep and intense process. And Bart loves 
actors. He loves the joy of, of creating and of what we do. So, you know, I would throw an idea at him and he would come back with something else. It was, it was highly collaborative. Yeah. I was, I was going to say that I think the, uh, what you're saying doesn't surprise me about approaching it like a play because I was struck at, uh, a lot of times you go to a musical and you're sitting, you're kind of waiting for the next song. Right. You know, you're not, you know, and with this, I, the, the book was very, the acting in between the songs was as impressive and as interesting as seeing the big numbers. That's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is a testament to Joe Stein's book. I mean, I think he wrote an incredible, he doesn't get enough credit. I mean, Bach and Harnick, the composer and lyricist are of course iconic and incredible. Joe Stein took these Shrola Malachim stories and made them completely cohesive in a musical and I think he really maintained the integrity of the original stories which are also beautiful. We are talking to Adam Cantor uh, who plays Mottle the Tailor in Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah. Uh, Mottle Kamsoil. I think I'm the only one in Fiddler with uh, an official last name. What is his last name? Kamsoil. The Tailor Mottle Kamsoil. <laughs> We've joked that that uh, Tevye's last name is Burstein because Danny Burstein. So so you have Chava Burstein, you have Seitel Burstein, Huddle Burstein. <laughs> <laughs> how how is what is uh, Danny Burstein? He, okay, when I read in the playbill that he, he's only been nominated for a Tony like eight million times, but he hasn't. They haven't given yes, him one yet. Exactly. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. Maybe it'll be this one. This is going to be the year. I I hope so. I mean, he deserves it. He's just unbelievable. He's such a beautiful, beautiful actor and generous, hilarious. My my challenge with him is not to break on stage because he's so hilarious. <laughs> And it's, it's, yeah, there's, there's so, his, his monologues to God, I mean, are, are hilarious. I mean, they are. just, he's, he's really, just, but not, and they're not that broad. They're just kind right. of, he's so real. He's so authentic. And he, his Tevye is such a, such a human and so deeply felt. And it's sympathetic. I just want to give him a hug. <laughs> and, I, and he kind of, and, and you're glad that he, he often, that he comes around, you know? I mean, the stuff that, that you know, that ultimately he, he's, even yeah. the most grudgingly, he does make the right decision ultimately, you know, that even even if it's like, oh, come on, open your heart and deal right. with this. And, right. you know, until uh, until he has to put his foot down in a way. But, you know, it's it's that struggle that that we so understand, you know. But, he, but even though even though he's really not happy that she's marrying outside the faith and or right. that she does marry outside the faith, right. he he's still. It's he like, says, God, go, be, with God be with you. It's like, you know, it's like, I can't be there as much as you'd like me to be, but I, yes. but I wish you well, yes. that kind of thing. Oh, and, that's and, beautiful. That, you know, that, that comes across very, very much. It's, it's, uh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I mean, he, I think he's just incredible. And Jessica Hecht, who plays gold. I've been a fan of hers for years too. Yeah. She's wonderful in pretty yeah. much anything. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's great to be working with these people that I've sort of admired for years from afar and now to get to kind of be in the room with them and watch how they do their thing and hopefully learn from them is yeah but cool. you knew you obviously if you were if you were acting in the sixth grade in middle school you knew you wanted to be did you know then you wanted to be an actor for real or was it just something to do i think it became i think my f my first show which was fiddler in sixth grade i think that was the one that was like yeah i, I want to i want to do this and i lived so close to the city in long island i was able to come in and take class and and go see sh i got student rush tickets for shows i think they were twenty dollars at that time now they're like 40 but um when yeah. I started, when I started going to the theater at at fifteen, yeah. the top ticket price was twenty four dollars. <laughs> what are you talking? About? I swear to you, you could no. you could see Dream Girls from the balcony for eight bucks. I'm not no. joking. Eight no. bucks. Yep. Last row of the balcony would be about eight bucks. You are not that old. Yeah. If you're if you're over fifty, you remember. <laughs> yeah, I'm fifty three. It's like yes, you were when in in they did in the late seventies. It was twenty four dollars was the top ticket price. That is when I started going. 
unbelievable. Yeah, and you just watched it go. And when it got to 100, everyone was like, you're kidding! You know, yeah. and then now it's sort of like 178. All right, whatever. sell a kidney to see It's true, but they, and they do. <laughs> yeah, I can't get in. I'm working it. I'm trying to get into that one. I call everybody I know and say, you got to get me in there. Then I'll complain about it. It'll be fine. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. And even filler. I mean, we've been, we've been selling out the ticket. I know they're, they're doing those premium tickets. It's, yeah. it's, I guess it's a, it's a hit. I know it's, it's, yeah. And, and they got to do what they got to do. You know, yeah, it's yeah, expensive. Yeah. It's, it's expensive to do these shows. It's like, it and when you see a show that they don't throw a lot of money at, you're kind of like, what's with this? Why is there no set? What's going on? <laughs> It's like, come on. Yeah, now we expect it. We're like, yeah, where's yeah. my flag? So how, do, do you want to go to Northwestern always? Or, or did that was that your safety school? Or what, what no, happened? It was, it was the school I wanted. I mean, I knew I wanted to get away from New York for a few years, having grown up here, knowing that I would come back. And uh, I wanted a great theater program, which they had. And I really liked Chicago. I loved the feeling of it. Didn't you? Oh, I had the best time. Yeah. I loved it. I just, I, it was great. I mean, Medill, that's a great. Yeah, Medill was fun. Yeah. I had I had a really good time. And uh, and my pals that I met, I don't know about you, but the, my friends from there are my closest friends to this day, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, they're, they're the, the bedrock. And we, we had our 2000th reunion uh, a couple of years back. And, and uh, we all met up. Uh, and we all went to the David Bowie Is show. So we kind of, we were uh -huh. all, this week has been a lot of, oh my God, from all around. One friend in Germany, we're writing to each other. And, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, we we're you know, talking to each other. But yeah, we're still really close. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's an amazing, and, and most, of, you know, they were in various schools, but a lot were in, in the yeah. theater program. It's a great, um, it's a great theater town too, Chicago. I mean, there's oh just that God. write up in the Times about how Chicago has really become a, a major breeding ground for new uh, musicals that come to Broadway. And of course, the incredible companies like Steppenwolf and Goodman and Looking Glass and blah, 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 all mostly founded by Northwestern people. Yeah, no, uh, most definitely. I was going to say, with uh, how do your folks feel about you? I mean, is it a, when you have Jewish parents, is that, is oh, being in, is, I was gonna, is being in Fiddler on Broadway and at such a well-regarded production, is, is that a big deal? Uh, I mean, it's like the apex of, of all things. <laughs> of course, it's like, it's, it's our story, it's our family's stories, and it's this musical that, you know, we've all watched on the movie a zillion times and performed in it a million times. It's funny, you get people at the stage door every night who's like, I was Yenta, I was Golda, you know, people, not only Jews, but Americans. It's like this show is just so, so, so produced. So, yeah, no, we are just, it's done so often. It's such a part of the culture. Yeah. It's so it resonates with people, whether they're Jewish or not. I mean, yeah. that's a big deal. To, yeah. That's a hard thing to do, though. But honestly, we were talking about it. Uh, we were talking to Telly Leung the other day about uh, about allegiance. And, yeah. and we we're saying that kind of in the specificity, there is universality very often that, you know, that, oh, yeah. that, that you're watching stuff and, you, and, and you're like, OK, I get it. But now I see where. Oh yeah. I was thinking today. You know, you know what the whole thing, that what everything comes down to, dumplings. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Every culture's got it. We all have our dumpling. You know. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's either a ravioli or a crepe locker or whatever. It's we've all got them. You got know, a and yeah. a shumai. I we've ate a all... lot of those in, in Ukraine this summer. <laughs> Droniki, they call. So what was it, what was it like going to Ukraine? Oh, it was, it was it was a trip. I mean, I went to I found Shola Malechem's house where he lived and where where an actual dairyman named Tevya sold him his milk and where he got the inspiration to write the Tevya stories. And uh, in this town, there was a church from 1905, which is the year in which um, Fiddler takes place. And I was thinking, God, I mean, that's the church where Shulam Alechem imagined Chava would have married Fietka. 
And, um, you know, we found this abandoned house with a horseshoe sitting outside of it. And I was like, well, this is Tevye's house. I mean, and it, it was it was just a trip to be back there, you know, putting myself kind of in the footsteps of these characters and of these stories um, while reading them. You know, it was it was amazing. And it was not only Ukraine, but before that, I joined this organization called Yiddishkeit on this uh, two week excursion around Belarus and Latvia, Lithuania. My ancestors are from a town called um, Kovno in Lithuania. We went near there to Vilna. Like, Vilna was a town that had 150 temples in its day, now has one. And even that one is sometimes hard to, to fill a, a minion or 10 Jews. So it's, you know, we're walking through the ghosts of a culture that's no longer there, which I think is... Um, something we're getting at in our production too we're talking to adam Cantor. he plays model the tailor in fiddler on the roof which is playing now uh it's the it's the broadway theater the broadway the broadway theater it doesn't get more broadway than that it's the broadway mm. theater on the broadway that's right so what, it's, what now we were talking about uh, uh you know going and doing this research so when you did rent did you go move to the east village i mean what did you do <laughs> for that I, I did spend some time in these i mean it was so easy it was like how could i not uh, yeah, I walked. I mean, the East Village when I did Rent, which was two thousand eight, was not the East Village that it was when Rent was written. No, um, but yeah, I walked. And it was it was as fun as they said. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> it was as, having moved here in the oh, late eighties, it was as fun as they said. I'm jealous. So, I'm sure. Yeah, it was I'm fun. Sure. Yeah. No, but I, I did. Of course, I walked around these, and I went to went to a life support meeting, and um, you know, I did. I talked to a lot of people who were involved in the in the original creation of Rent and all that good stuff. When you're when you're doing a contemporary piece or a close to contemporary yeah, piece yeah. the way Rent would be, is it a is it the job very different than when you're playing a period piece like like Fiddler? No, I mean ultimately what I learned doing Rent is ultimately the highest job of the actor is just to walk on stage, hit your mark and be honest. And you know, just just to be believable, and you know, and I think, of course, it always involves research, and it involves you know knowing where you are and where you've come from, and being in the moment, and blah blah blah. But yeah, I think ultimately your job is is very similar, no matter what you're doing as an actor. I mean, of course, that there's many branches of that tree, but yeah, it's the same general forest <laughs> i'm gonna keep using um tree analogies here. let me ask i always like to to ask people what's the thing and, and what's the one thing on your resume that you're like oh wait you did that wait do you hear what i did you know the 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 one that's the oh, silly God. ridiculous oh, thing well i mean <laughs> i did this um i did this sort of strange um off-broadway play called uh killing women Wait, it was, I mean, we were off off Broadway, and very, maybe two, maybe three people saw it, and um, it was not about the act of killing women, but it was about women who kill, and I played every guy that they murder. So I would like <laughs> go, go on stage and walk out. There'd be a scene, you know, and then women would stay throughout the whole play. I was the only one that kept changing, and I'd be like, and then I get killed in this really weird way, and then I run off stage, change costume, come on as this other character. It was I thought it was really fun. No, none of the audience really thought so. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> The play didn't quite take, um, <laughs> and uh, some of my friends were, you know, usually my friends and my parents were like, "Oh, that was great!" No matter what it is, that was great. You really, they were like, "Yeah, that 
We, we didn't really <laughs> like that one. I was not. <laughs> maybe you should. I don't know. My father had one word for that. He'd say "puzzo," which is in Italian for "it stinks." Okay, that's just it's good. It gets down to one word, but that was yeah, yeah, you'd yeah, hear yeah. that if it wasn't yeah, good. Yeah. It was like, "puzzo." Puzzo. But like uh, it's enough. It just it it, it kind of Basta. kind of uh, does it. So uh, Mashuga would be the mish- yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Well, yeah. 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 Do you, you don't speak Yiddish, do you? No, I learned a little bit. I mean, you know, a few words. Well, if you live in New York, any of us live in New York, we all know 12 words at of least, course, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, and, no. uh, and Fiddler, you know, they, 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 there's no Yiddish really in Fiddler. And they specifically, they wanted, they didn't want to sort of ostracize people by, you know, using words that w- would not be understandable. So, I mean, we sort of ad lib a lot of Yiddish. <laughs> And uh, especially when the mics are off. But. Well, Yiddish is really the the unofficial language of New York, secretly. I mean, or the you know we just pepper th- with no matter what gen- nationality you are, you pepper right. your language. It's with, true. It's true. Yeah. You know, I we slept here this morning. A- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm so pleased that you did, Adam Kendrick. Thank- no, I am. I said that wasn't. Th- th- did that sound fake or it didn't? No. no, I didn't. You giggled. Did that sound? No, like, no, 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 no. I'm glad you. Whatever. No, I didn't mean it that way. So no, but uh, it was really a joy getting to see you last night and oh. keep. Thank knocking you. him dead at the Broadway Theater and Fiddler on the Roof. We'll give him So, Yeah, that too. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Adam Cantor, should we follow you on Twitter and all sure, those sorts of yeah. things? Adam J. Cantor. Okay, and you've got Thank a caricature. You. Isn't there a caricature of you? Oh, that's my favorite. I just got this as a gift. It's in my dressing room. It's a beautiful character by Ken Fallon. A He's my buddy for third, probably since before you were born. Really? Yes. I, and I was so... What year were you born? Oh, do I tell you? You could, okay, you, could ma- yeah. you could mouth the words. No, I'm, 20, uh, I'm 29. You're 29. 29. Okay, yes, I know him longer than you've been alive, and now wow. you have him hanging on your wall. There you do. <laughs> it was really beautiful. Thank you for that. Kevin. So anyway, I'll tell him. No, I'm only kidding. He knows. Adam, it's Kendrick, my Twitter icon. You'll see it if you go on. There. It's pretty great. I got, when I I saw that, it didn't dawn on me until I once I asked the question. I was like, I bet that's whose that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's great. Well, you see, his name is on, on my I think my right wrist. It's Rook Fallon upside down. Looks not, like not he, now, not in person. <laughs> I'm actually going to get it tattooed on my wrist. You're a Fallon original. You really (laughs) Adam Cantor, thank you so much for being here, and congratulations on Fiddler. Thank you very much. When we return to the Frank Show, we'll have more fun, and then Tracy Gilchrist is going to join us here on Sirius XM Outkick.